You are now tuned in to the Project 365 Experience. We got a great one for you guys. We're tapping into our conversation with someone that I believe is going to be a superstar in the sports field, Nana Owain. She is lead operations manager with NPH. Uh, in this conversation, we talk about upbringing. We talk about how our families um, influence our decisions. Um, we talk about sometimes it's not about, not everybody's going to see your vision. And a lot of times it's you relying on your, conf- being confident in your skill that's going to determine how successful you're going to be. Um, Nana talks a little bit about the push through, like uh, decisive moments where she had to make that decision. We talk about what it is to be a woman in sports, which I think it's super important. And we talk similarities in our processes, even though we're different. There are, we do have some points in common, so stick around for that. It's a great one. And I know this one is going to help a lot of people out. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And again, if there's anybody else you want to hear on this pod, fire them away. Shoot me a DM. You know where to find me. You know where to find me. Coach 365 on all platforms. Fire those questions away. It would make me a great pleasure to help you guys and provide as much value as I can. So let's dive into a conversation with Nana, uh, lead operations manager with NPH. Let's go. So the reason why I'm doing this is because you're gonna be when you're gonna be a superstar. I want to be the first one to I want to be the first one to have you on the record. Hey, when you're gonna be a superstar, I'm telling you, I want to be the first one to be on the record. Okay. Okay. So, you see it. You see the vision. I see the vision. <laughs> so at um so I went to Vanier. Yeah. At 22, I finished playing around 21. I did an extra year 22. Right. So I had two decks when I graduated from Vanier. So two working. Yeah, working like you know yeah. what I'm saying. So I have this break in between. So here, basketball. So at 22, basketball's my identity, right? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Basketball's my identity. So where'd you play at 22? 22, I was at Vanier because what you could do is, is uh, like, is it a school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's basically like a prep school. Yeah. But in so in CJEP, it's basically like a prep school, but you can go there. You go there when you graduate from high school. So in Quebec, we graduate grade 11. Okay? Yeah. So we graduate grade 11. You can, you go there, and it's starting people from age 16, 16 17. And you can basically stay there and get, um, you get a working, like, uh, oh. diploma or whatever. Yeah, like right? a working yeah. permit. Usually when people do an undergrad, right, an undergrad is two years, then they go to university. It's so different from here. So different. Instead of just graduating grade, grade, uh, grade 12, go straight to university. And by the time you're done graduating, you're 23, right? 22. 23? Yeah. Well, in Quebec, when you're done graduating, if you go through the normal process, you're about 24, 25. Yeah. So in between here, I'm fishing this gap, right? So, yo, I push my years of playing basketball to the limit. You the limit, for sure did. Yo, I push it to the limit. 22? 22. And then after, I'm like, after this gap, I'm like, okay, man, basketball's my identity. What else can I do? Yeah. So I go try out all these universities. I get cut every single time. Okay. Every single time. So now I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? And around that time, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working. I'm like, damn. And then somebody one day just calls me and tells me, hey, do you want to coach a grade four and five team? Okay. I'm like, I played basketball. I could probably coach. Okay. I went there and started coaching, right? How old were you when they called? When I when they called me, I was 24, 25. Never looked back since. So you just been coaching ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah, I was twenty five. And you you graduated with two decks in what accounting and what? Special care counseling. Special care counseling. Yeah. What is that? Special care counseling is basically like um um you work with children with special needs. Like you can work oh, with people. Yes. Yeah, you can work with like people uh, older the yeah. older population. You can work with. Uh, physical disabilities, go with intellectual disabilities. Yeah, my friend kind of does that. Yeah. yeah. And you were planning on 
I was planning on working. I was like, damn, like, oh, that's what I'm gonna do to work. <laughs> and then after I just started coaching, mm -hmm. and then after the same time I applied to university, I got in in uh, sports and recreation at Concordia. When Never. Did you apply? I applied um, when I, around the time when after I started getting cut, I because I was trying out for these universities. I was trying to look for a university to go to, right? And I knew that my parents worked too hard for me to come here and not get an edu uh, uh, education. That's the number one thing. 100%. Have to. Yes, it's one way to respect your parents. To honor your parents. You have to. Listen, if your parents, like, I'm all for kids, like, be independent, I'm all for it. But if your parents are paying for your Ubers, they're paying for your schooling. Like, the least you could do is listen to your parents. Yeah, very true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if you if you want to be in a situation where you're like, you know what, screw you, mom and dad. If you want to be in that situation, don't take any money from your parents. That's very true. Then all accountability falls. 100%. Out. If you're going to do that, be in the mindset to provide. You have to. You have 100%. to. So, I carry those experiences. So, all the failures that I experienced in my 20s, I carry that now where like that has that makes me do what I do and perfect my coaching because I don't want the kids that I coach to ever be stuck the way that I was stuck not being skilled enough not having the IQ to be able to um, um, work the game and that's how I become who I become that's crazy so when you came back from Haiti at 17 you went back into our school or Montreal school system yeah. when you went on to do this. Yeah. That's insane. What a story. Yeah, it's crazy. It's even getting crazier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So that's why now it's just about believing, you know? Like you go through things and you realize that when you go through every struggle, oh, I'm 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 alive. I'm still alive. I can still like get another chance to get it back you know yeah. like a lot of people think about life like basketball like oh there's a like if you if you if you shoot four shots and three go in it's not three to one the one that really matters is the last one you know what i'm saying so life is really more like boxing than it is like basketball if you really think about it like boxing like you could you could be a champion for your whole for your whole life and you lose that last one you're no longer the champion whereas basketball like i could i could go on a 42 inch thank you thank you, thank you very much i could go on a 42 game win streak and lose three games in a row i'm still 42 and three that's a good record right you're still over 90 percent so you think life is more like basketball rather than boxing rather than basketball Have to. why I feel like life is more like basketball than boxing. Why? In that sense. Why? I'm not saying you're wrong. Because I feel not. like basketball gives you the chance to recover. Man. Like if you, if you, let's say you're shooting four, five shots. Let's give it five shots, right? You shoot three, goes in. Shoot mm. one, doesn't go in. You have another shot. And in basketball, you always have another shot. In boxing, if you explain it like that, in boxing, if you fail once and you're all of a sudden on the table, then I feel like life is not like that. You always have a chance to recover. Okay. You're right. A lot of people would agree with what you said. Okay. But I'm about to shift your perspective. Okay. Your whole perspective. You ready go for ahead. this? Go ahead. Go ready ahead. for this? The biggest part about boxing is that when you lose at the end, when you lose, you have a whole mental hill that you have to go. And for some situations, it's six months, nine months. People don't like the long-term processing, right? Whereas basketball is, I miss this shot. I, I miss four shots in the, th in the first quarter. I'm going to get three in the second quarter. It's like quick. So what really determines people's character is how do they bounce back to the to the mistakes that they did. Like, life is more of that, if you really start looking at a process, so me, I say, I want to go to the league. I want to be a D1 coach. I want to be a D1 coach. I want to go to the league or whatever, right? Yeah. You say what? Robotessin. Yeah. 
No, if you if you look at um, at things differently, the way you could kind of like put your mind into it, I kind of lost where I was going. <laughs> I kind of lost where I was going. That's a good point. What was that? What are you talking about? Remind me. Boxing. Boxing. Uh huh. You lose. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Long process. Yep. Whereas in basketball, it's a short process. Short process. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was hoping you get caught by now. What really determines your character? Mm -hmm. What really determines your character? I think I got it. Okay, I think I got it. What really determines your character is when you go through something like failure. People don't like to wait. So, oh, there it is. I was saying I want to go to the league. I want to be a, I want to be a D1 coach or whatever, right? I got to be okay with that process lasting 20 years. If I'm okay with that process lasting 20 years, I'm gonna stick with the process, and I'll be fine. Because a lot of people want shit quick. And then when you want shit quick, what happens is that you make bad short-term decisions. Bad short-term decisions. That is true. That's very true. Wow. So you must be proud of yourself. Where you are. I've been through a lot. How long? How long have you been coaching? Now? Coaching? Uh, five years. Five years and a half. Not Orangeville. No, uh, two years. It's going on two. That's your I came, first. I came last February. So how did you get? Like how did you get that? Yo, what happened? What, what, what's the what's process? The, process. Process. It's always. Yeah. Process. Oh. So. I was coaching in Montreal. Okay. When basketball shut down in Montreal, I was like, damn, what am I gonna do? I'm looking for what I'm gonna do or whatever. I put myself in the mindset where I'm like, yo, I have to find a way to keep getting better. So what I started doing is I started, I'll even show you after, I started making like, I started making videos. Breaking down NBA plays or whatever. Start sending it everywhere. Yeah, like I'm on YouTube. It's my first time doing this. I'm in my apartment. I just have a brand new apartment. I'm in my apartment. I'm making video. I keep sending it to everybody. But I was extra persistent on Orangeville because I knew that that's probably like my best shot in Canada. Why Orangeville? Because in that's the place. Like in Montreal, that's what we hear about. To be honest, it is. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling my sister today, Orangeville is like one of the best prep schools. Well, best prep schools, like the best long-standing prep schools. Yep, yep. They, yep. They're kind of like the OGs in prep schools yep. in our area. Exactly. Yeah. Because my um, my coach was talking about that. He was saying like a lot of new prep schools want to come in, but um, and look for endorsements and stuff like that. But um, the reason why Nike supports us, right, the way that they do. It's because there's there's history there. It's, it's kind of long standing. Exactly. Tony had CIA bounce yeah. before he even had Orangeville. No, you do your homework. Okay. I mean, I'm part of the business. You know, I'm part of the business. You know, I'm Okay, so I'm ready for your story. Okay. I'm ready. You okay. Ready? Okay. Uh, first of all, um, I'm just gonna fire two questions at you. Okay. What's name that you go under? So people call you Nana. Yeah. What is the name that you go under? Nana. Nana? Yeah. That is your name? That's my that's my government name. Okay. Yeah. Nana, Nana what? Nana Owa <laughs> Owahim. Okay. In tree, which is Ghanaian language, in tree it means giving birth to a king. Owo is giving birth and Ohine or Ahine is a king. Nice. Royalty. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, so I'm that's going to be part of the story, but I want to know how did you get hooked up with N NBH? Well, it's a crazy story. Let's I'm go. Hit lie. me. Hit me. I'm ready. All right. Let's start from the beginning. We're going to get to NPH because okay. NPH is the best. Well, not the destination, but it's where I'm at right now. Mm. Let's start from the beginning. So let's start grade eight now. Grade eight now comes home from school one day. Watching, my dad was watching. Um, it was playoffs. OKC versus Miami. 
That was when Bronze Wick, uh, Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade, right? That was that was the first championship they had. Yep. So before I didn't care. I didn't care about sports. I didn't care about watching sports. I didn't care about nothing, right? But this was like one day I just went home. My dad was watching the game. I just like watched it, right? And then it became a thing between me and him. Like it was just like the thing that we bonded over, right? And then I just kept watching, watching, watching. My my first ever favorite team was Miami. Because it was Miami versus Casey. So I was watching, watching, and then it became like the Raptors started coming good. So I started watching that. I was the biggest Raptor. I was like, I'm a Raptor fan now, but I was crazy back then. Like my Twitter, if you go on my old tweets, is I was doing play-by-plays on Twitter. <laughs> like, I was crazy. But anyways, so I started watching, right? So because I never played, I didn't know, like I didn't have a lot of basketball moves, but I like loved watching, right? So I got to grade, I would say grade 10, grade 11, and I was like, I would really love to be a part of like a basketball team, but I'll say it play. So there's no way I was gonna play on a basketball uh-huh. team. Uh-huh. But I really wanted to be a part of basketball team, right? And then in grade 12, the manager for our senior team graduated. She was a year older than the seniors. Well, she was a year older than me. What, what, um, what, uh, which area were you in? So, Rampton? Rampton. Okay. Rampton. I live across, I don't know if you heard of Canyon, Edmund Canyon. Yep. Yeah, yep. I live across from Edmund Canyon. So at that time, who was even Joel Brown was on the team? I don't know if he was on the team at that time, but he was, he was John Blair was um, part of the champion team at one point. But anyway, so grade 12, the manager for the senior team graduated. So I went up to the um, the coach of the senior team, and I was like, you probably know him, but I don't know his name, whatever. Um, I have a little vendetta against him because he doesn't let me manage whatever. <laughs> so I went up to him, I was like, oh, coach, like, I know the, the manager just... Um, graduated like do you need someone to manage the team right and the reason I wanted to manage the team was because I wanted to be in the practices because I wanted to get more basketball oh my god like I wanted to know like like I knew how to watch basketball but I didn't know how to play basketball and I wanted to know like wow like like what's going on during the practice I wanted to learn how to actually be like right so I went up to the coach I was like oh do you need someone to like manage the team he was like how old are you I'm like, I'm grade 12. He was like, nah, like, you need to focus on your studies. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm a 92 average student. Like, I, I think I'm good on the studies. But he really, for some reason, didn't want me to uh, manage the team. I'm like, you know what? that. I went to the junior coach, and I asked him, can I manage the team? And he let me manage the team. So I managed the team for, like, a year, that year. And I was like, I remember I was walking down the halls one day, and I was like, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like, I loved being in a basketball environment, loved learning about basketball, loved hearing talk, loved hearing people talk basketball. So I was like, I have to manage uh-huh. some kind of basketball, right? Yeah. But I didn't have any basketball friends. I didn't, I didn't never play basketball, so I didn't have any connects. I didn't know no coaches. I didn't know anybody in basketball. I was like so, like if the basketball industry was here, I was over here. I was so outside yep. the bubble. Yep. But I was like, this is like a passion. Like this is like something I really want to do. So, and then, mind you, it's grade 12, and that's when we graduate, right? So my parents are on me like, what are you going to do for university, right? And you know, I have African parents, so they're going to tell me, they're telling me, they've been telling me since I was five. No. You're going to be a medical doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I got to grade 12, I'm like, I had to sit my parents down, I'm like, I know, like, I know I've been saying this, but doctor's not it. Yo, you know, it's most, most family, most immigrant families go through this, 100%. where like, you, you, you love your parents so much that you think that when it is, when you do what it is that you love, you feel like you're disappointing them. Yeah. So you're like, damn. But I got to a point where, in grade 12, I got to a point where I was like, at the end of the day, I can't wake up every day and hate what I do. Like, I can't. It was like, in grade 12, that was like one of my biggest fears. That I was gonna end up, grow up, and like, do something that I hated every single day. I like, I mean, I used to cry about it. Like, so bad. Yeah. That's part of the story, too, because, so I went to school, I was like, oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do medicine. And they were not having it at all. But thank God. Every, God has a plan for everyone. Okay? Yeah. They weren't having it. So they were like, oh. Um, they even um, they ambushed me with the pastor. So we went to our pastor, 
I could see that. And my pastor sit me down. And be like, you should be this. And he was oh like, my oh. God. Like, you know, kind of like. I could see that. You know, I was uh, like, what, 17, 18? So, kind of told my pastor to convince me, right? So, my pastor feels me. He's like, oh, choose like three programs that you want to do. And because I told my parents, And they're going to pray on them? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Of course. You I already know. know how it goes. I know. So because my parents were so against me doing something outside of medicine, right? I, I kind of steered away from um, doing something in basketball. Like in university, right? So the three programs that I picked was... And at the time, I was really good at like graphic design. I was really good at like media. I like that. I was also very good at drama. So at the time, I picked kinesiology. Something, something in sports. In sports, yeah. you know, I was yeah. kind of like, what are the Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. So I was doing. What? Yeah. You're trying to make everybody happy? Mm -hmm. So I was trying to find something that Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. That would meet us in the middle. Uh -huh. Right? So I was thinking of all these sports. And then medicine, like, yeah. make everybody happy. But I wasn't feeling kinesiology because I knew I wanted to do basketball, but I knew that's not the kind of basketball. Mm -hmm. Like that's not how I wanted to enter basketball. Yeah. And I was going through programs, and I saw this program at Laurentian, you know, sports management, right? And I asked my, like, I presented it to my parents, not happy, right? So again, I knew I didn't want to do medical school. So I met Yo, in the middle. That's crazy. I met in the middle and I did nursing. It's not even middle. That's even more closer to medical than yo, basketball. Yo, 80, 80 to ninety percent of immigrant kids. I'm thinking back home in, in Canada, in uh, Montreal. I have a lot of Filipino friends. They all uh, look the same. Yup, Chinese, it's Vietnamese, um, African. They all go through this thing. They're like, I, I don't really want to do it, so I'm gonna do nurse. <laughs> you know, yes. yo, it's a real thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. But it's okay because God has a plan for everything. So I did nursing. I met in the middle, right? And at that time, I so my pastor, I was like talking back and forth, uh -huh. right? and uh, he was like, I was like, okay, I think I want to do nurses. He was like, oh yeah, it's really good. You know, his wife was a nurse. A lot of people in the church were nurses. He's like, yeah, it's really good, right? And you know what? When you finish your degree, I have this this connect to the Raptors. I'm going to introduce you, da, 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 whatever, right? So I was like, okay, I'm this degree. I'm going to get this connect. I'm going to work for the Raptors. So maybe like two years into it, right? First of all, when I started the nursing program, I hated it. Trust me. All four years, hated it. I'm like, me. what am I doing? Just like me in engineering, just like me in accounting. Hated it. Hated it. Oh, I hated it so bad. I was like, this is not even me. Like, like nothing about me. Nothing like, about this is it. Yeah. So, but I suck at three, right? So about second year, I was like, because in my mind, I realized second year, I was like, I'm really, like my mindset is really banking on this imaginary connect that I'm going to have. But after I graduate, there's no guarantee that what he's saying is number one true. Or number two is gonna come to fruition. I have to like, I have to, I have to take matters into my own hands, right? So I was like, I really know nobody in basketball. I don't play basketball. Like I have no connection to basketball. So I had to literally like kick my foot through the door. So I went on. Now I'm skipping. You good? I think first year or second year. I don't remember which year, right? But I was very frustrated because I hated nursing so much and I didn't know what I wanted. To Right? Or what I was going to do. I think it was first year. So we had this uh, church retreat, right? So it's the church retreat. This is the most amazing part of my story. Let's do it. Okay, so we went to the church this retreat. This is a breakthrough right? right here. This is the breakthrough. So we went to this church retreat, right? And obviously we're all praying, we're all praying. And um, I was I was so broken down that church retreat. I was so defeated. Like, why am I here? I was like, what am I doing? I don't know where I'm going. I was like, God, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't know my path. I can't see my future. I can't see my front. Nothing. I was broken down. That church retreat, I prayed like I've never prayed before, right? And there was one one um, part of the program where it was just like, like 
hard prayer and um, the pastor was prophesying again over me, right? Yeah. So, you know, she's going around, she's doing her rounds. And she comes to me and she's prophesying to me, right? So, this is the word of God coming directly from him. So, she's in my ear and she's like, word for word, she's like, Nana, that dream that you want to do that you're not telling anybody, I'm going to do it for you. Word for word, never forget. And I was like, that's so crazy because I literally wasn't telling anybody. At that point, I was telling everybody, like I was afraid to say I wanted to be basketball, right? Because I feel like people will take it as a joke. Because again, I never played basketball, I don't want to basketball. And I feel like people will take it as a joke. So I literally wasn't telling anybody. So it was crazy that those are the words that she said. And that's why I remember it word for word. She was like, that dream that you don't want to tell anybody, I'm going to do it for you. Broke down, cried. But I knew it was, it was the word of God from God. And if God said it himself, it was going to come to me. But I knew faith without works is dead, right? So I was like, I have to like find my way. So um, I think I was talking to a friend. I was in second year at this time. I was talking to a friend. And she was applying for jobs, right? And she was just going through a deep post. And she saw a basketball world for her. She was like, I was like, what is that? Like, I'm going to talk to that. She was like, oh, I don't know. She's fine, right? So I looked it up when I got home and I emailed the uh, the adult program coordinator. She, so basketball in Toronto, they do like different men's leagues. It's a men's league essentially. They also have kids leagues and all these leagues and all that, right? Yeah. And I emailed the coordinator and I was like, I don't have any experience in basketball. Mm -hmm. I literally only managed the senior basketball team for like one year. Do I have to have, like be in a sports? I also wasn't in a sports program either. I was really like on the outside. Mm -hmm. So I was like, do I have to be in the sports program to like do this internship? She's like, she emailed me back, and she was like, no. And you know what? I will get you an interview. She's like, wow, glory be. So I did the interview. I got the internship. This was like 2018. Did the interview, got the internship, and I interned. And that was the first time I learned how to like manage a basketball team, like like basketball company. And that was my goal, right? Like I really wanted to learn the industry. Hence why I applied for the internship. So I did that, but that was behind the scenes. And then I wanted to do, um, like I wanted to learn on-court management, yep, right? Yep. So then, since 2018 to about the pandemic, actually, I was, um, I did like, I managed games. Yeah. So I, did, I was a game coordinator, right? Yeah. So I did scorekeeping, I did like the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I managed games. Oh, I'm skipping part, because I'm, I'm at the pandemic, no. So no, you're right now. You're free. You're a little bit pre-pandemic. Like you start working. Yeah, so I started working. Yeah. I did an internship for a summer. Yeah. And then I started working doing game game coordination. Yep, yep, yep. Um, during like the school year, so okay. I would do it on the weekends and I would go to school. And they also played at Ryerson too, so it was easy. So, oh, that's what I'm So I started um, applying to jobs that were sports related. I worked at National Sports, the retail store. Yep. I hated it, but whatever. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I, I applied for my school's um, athletic center. Yeah. Got it. So, because I wanted to be around more basketball, like more sports people. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to like build a network, right? And then, um, so there was this conference at Ryerson, and it was a sports conference, right? And I remember I was so scared to go because I was like, I'm so like, I'm such an outsider. And I'm literally nursing. Everybody that's going to be there is going to be like the sports program. 100%. Sports media. I've been to one of those. Yo, right? I was a special care counseling at Concordia. And right? it was um, a JMSB. Yeah. So John Wilson School of Business. It was all them. And when, oh, when they asked, hey, what it. program are you guys in? <laughs> Finance, accounting, da da da. I am in leisure. Right. Leisure sound. Yeah. It was like everybody there that was like, was in like some sort of like sports business program. And yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm in nursing. I was like in an outside, right? But I had a plan. I just needed the platform. So I went, <laughs> I went, and I was like, oh, you know what's crazy about that morning? The morning of um, that conference, right? My mom asked me for something. I think it was like she asked me for like money to pay a bill or something, right? Like, and I gave it to her. She was like, oh, God bless you. She prayed over me that morning. She was like, whatever your heart desires, let it come to whatever. I was like, you know, eight men went to my conference. I went to the conference, and there was like a networking session. You know how those conferences are? Like, there's speakers, yeah. Yeah. and then after there's like a networking yeah. session? Yeah. 
So Jason Tom was there. Michael Grange, TSA. Oh, Michael Grange was there. Ah, those are the only two I remember. But it was two other speakers, right? I think some of the sports mm -hmm. from um, sports, mm -hmm. uh, TSN. Yeah. And I remember Jason Tom was there. At yeah. that time, Jason Tom was doing the NPA. Yeah. Um, this was like 2019. He was commissioner of NPA. Yeah. So I came up to him, and when I knew he was doing, he was a part of North Hoops, I was yeah. like, I targeted him. I was like, that's probably my best chance, right? So I like, I made it a point to go and talk to him after. Super terrified. I'm like, you know what? You gotta shoot your shot. You have to. You gotta pull. You, you gotta, gotta pull from deep. Sometimes you gotta pull from deep. If you're scared, that means it's a good thing. Yeah. I was like, you, you know care what? so much that yes. you're willing to put yourself. Yeah. Yes, I was scared as hell, but I was like, you know what? We gotta do it. We're not gonna yeah. make this real. Can we make? Can we make being? Can we make um, rejection cool again? No, seriously. We might have to because, like, I think just being able to bounce back, and if you really care about something, and you'll just you try, going. you'll grind. Like, not, if you really want something, nothing can stop. You have to. Nothing can stop. Oh, nothing can and stop. And you do things outside of your comfort zone that you never thought you would do. Because you know, something's got to work. No. Something's no. got to work. No. So I was like, that day something, I have to leave this Something's got to with something. With something. I had to talk to at least one person. So I went to Jason Tom, right? Yeah. We ended up standing and talking for like an hour. And yeah. JT will tell you too. I think he even made a post about it. I'll send it to you if I um, yep, send it to me. If, if I can find it. But um so I was like, oh like I'm not like everybody else here. I'm like a nursing student, I'm not like a sports business student, but you know, I'm and I made some shit up too, but I just had to talk to him. I was like, oh I wanna like build like a league in like Branson, right? Because um I'm working with BWT, basketball in Toronto in Toronto and I there's nothing like that in Branson. I didn't even know something like that in Branson. <laughs> I just made that shit up. Yeah. Because I needed something to say. Like I needed to spark a conversation. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so we got to talking for like an hour, right? And he was telling me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a basketball Toronto. I want to learn. Um, and I really want to be in the basketball. He was like, well, like your skills and like your journey sounds a lot like what we're trying to build at North Pole Hoops. Like if we sound like we'd be great for you. I was like, listen, right? And he was like, go home and send me a one-page, like, a one-page of what your journey has been in basketball yep. so far and, like, yep. the skills that you've built. Mind you, I've only done BWT, very small, no yep. network, nothing. Yep. But I yep. was like, I'm taking something. So I went home. The next day, I sent the email. It was literally called My Journey Basketball Title. And I sent it to him, and he was, like, super impressed. And he was like, I want you to talk to Tari. He's coming to the event because it was, like, a three-day event. He's coming to the event next, the next day, so I want you to talk to Tariq. So again, I made, to, I made it a point, I had to talk to Tariq. Tariq was even leaving the building, I had to stop him and tell him, like, oh, I talked to JT yesterday, you know, this is what I want to do. He was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, right? But, you know, like, they had to vet me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I sure. started, so they were doing the MPA, right? And right away, I wanted to do, like, I wanted to do everything. I was like, I'm ready. Like, give me work to do. Yep. And JT was like, no, it's okay. Like, we'll give you a little of time. We have to know who can trust you. And we're going to give you some How long did you have to wait for? Well, they were preparing for the NPA Nationals. Yeah. And the NPA Nationals was supposed to be March 2020. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yes. Oh, the pandy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, the pandemic. So I met, I met Jason in October 2019. And then they were preparing for the Nationals around about New Year, but up until then they were like doing their season, right? right? right. So the first kind of small task they would give me was updating stats on the website, on their website. Easy peasy for you. Easy peasy. I was updating stats anyway at BWT. Yeah. Right? So I was like, more, one more. So I eventually started to help them um, set up for the Nationals. And then the pandemic happened literally like a couple days before we were supposed to do it. Like we shut down the 13th, I think we were supposed to run like the 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Shut down. No yep. basketball. You know how it goes. Yep. Nothing was Nothing. running. Nothing. So I was like, so I don't even think North Hoops knows we're going to do, right? And from what I heard from their perspective was they were even about to shut down. Yeah. That's when Elias left. Yeah. So, um, but then Tarek was like, nah, he's got to keep going. So Tarek started doing social media marketing. Like he started honing in on social media marketing, mm -hmm. right? So he gave me a page to run. I was like, I'm still here. I still want to do something. He gave me a page to run. So the MPH showcase page, 
I was running for a couple months. That's even how I met um, Entry. You know Entry? Who? Entry. Entry. He is um, general manager of Niagara Lions. Yes. 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 So he was at the. Yes, he it was is. the person that I, I, yes. I hugged when he yes. was talking to you. Yes. Yes, that's how I met him. Because I was running the page and Tarek was like, oh, it would be cool if you like interviewed one of our, because they, they already knew each other. And he's, he, I think he just was, just got the job for general. Yeah, yeah, he just got it, yeah. Yeah, so I interviewed him on the MPA Showcase page, like IG Live, because you know, pandemic, can't see nobody. So I did IG Live. And then, um, and then... I was running it for a little bit, right? But I started slacking off because my mom got sick. So okay. I had to take off care of my mom. So I couldn't run it for too long. I ran it for a couple of, couple of, um, couple of months. Uh -huh. And then pandemic ended. Well, pandemic ended. It didn't end. So what was your mindset through the pandemic? Because like, think about this. Like, there's a lot of people at that moment when the pandemic, we're in a routine, right? Before pre-pandemic. Pandemic happens, boom, our routines are off. Mm -hmm. How do you keep yourself stimulated? What is it that you... What is it that you did? Where did you have to take yourself mentally to be able to pursue this dream? My mindset in the pandemic was I had to build skills. Because it was the first time I was like, I had three jobs before the pandemic, right? And then literally everything was like, not three jobs, but I was going to school. Yep. I was doing full-time yep. hours for yep. placement. Yep. I had BWT and I was working at the rack. Sounds like four jobs to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was uh, like busy. Uh -huh. And then everything just stops. Yeah. All stops. All the basketball stops. That's two of my jobs gone. Yeah. And then placement, they said we could stop going. So literally everything stops. Right? Yeah. And I had all this time on my hands. So I was just building my skills. So anything that North Hoops gave me, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever. Like, I hate doing social media marketing. Yeah. But I did it. You're a grinder. Because I was you like, grind. yeah, I was like, whatever you need me for. I was like, I'm not about to lose this connect. Yeah. Whatever you need before, I'm gonna do it. So I even I did social media marketing. I even started doing um, I started creating videos for them to put up on their page. I was doing I was interviewing Angie. Yeah. I was doing anything. Yeah. Whatever you need before, I was yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. So then, um, but then I started slacking from the long boxing. But then basketball came back, and that's when they started their summer league last year. Yep. And they not called me back. So I was always like a part of them. But they were saying that we're gonna set up the league. So then I started off. At first, it was FA that was managing yep, the league. Yep. And then, but it wasn't his thing, right? So I started off helping FA like schedule and all that. And I was just better. You need a you need a woman. You need a woman. <laughs> For sure. That is not his. Thing. I'll go down. I'll go down and say it, man. You need a woman. 100%. Women are. Women are way more on top Detail of that. Detail-oriented. Detail-oriented, yeah. Uh, top of communication, yeah. all of that. We try, guys, we try to get the stuff done. And you just can't. Yeah. It's just not the same. We skip the steps. For sure. That we have to. For yeah. sure. Yeah. You, but it's a process. You got to do everything. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's how I got here. But the goal is NBA. The goal yeah. is manager or director of operations of uh -huh. an NBA team. Probably from Rogers, but I'll take a dance yeah. to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So, here's the most important one. Mm -hmm. The parents. What are they saying now? Love it. No. Not really? No. You're still going again? So, my mom, unfortunately, passed away. Mm -hmm. She was at the end of 2020. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but my dad... My dad is kind of like... I kind of had to like really break... Because up until, like I don't know, like before my mom passed away... They were thinking I'm going to medical school after nursing. Because I graduated in nursing April 2020. So they think I'm going to medical school right after. And I had to break to him, like, I had to sit and listen, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm so sorry. He was like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm doing basketball. Like, th this is really, like, I'm serious. I'm really doing this. And he was like, like, I don't, I just don't understand where you're going to go with it. Like, they don't. They don't see it. They it's hard. It's, it's hard for them to believe. What it is? What, yeah, I because they haven't seen it before. They've never. Whereas they've no doctor, I know what you're getting. Uh, right. Like yeah. they have friends yeah. that are doctors. Like yeah, they yeah. see their peers being doctors, yeah. lawyers. Like yeah. they don't get it. But I'm like, he was like, I actually, I don't understand it. And I was like, like, is there even? He didn't even know if there was positions up there that could like, I could have like a good paying job or like. I was like, he said, like, what's your plan? I was like, I want to make the MBA. He was like, how are you gonna do that? Listen, sit back. Don't worry about Enjoy it. I'm like, do you like? He was like, he said, oh, when I used to 
tell him, like, oh, I don't want to get off He'd be like, nah, no. You're so smart, you can do anything you want. I'm like, okay, but if you think I can do anything I want, then Yo. what's the problem? Oh, I've... Yep, I've been told the exact same thing. Right. But you know what? You know what? You know what covers all of that? Because we gotta think also. Like our parents had parents too. So like True. the 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 insecurities about the unknown is kind of like based on um, based on what their parents put on them, and then they put it on us. It's like a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, what you're doing is like you're breaking that cycle in a way. Now. You have an option. Like a lot of people don't actually push through with this, but you, you're, you're, you trust yourself enough that you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't trust myself. Trust God. I trust God. <laughs> if it was only up to me, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Mm-mm. I don't trust myself. I don't deserve to be here. I agree. I told. You, that's what I told you from the beginning, man. I could have been. I could have been exactly like. I, you know, I have family in Haiti, man. Could have been the exact same thing for me. I 100% hear what you're saying. But you know what trumps all that insecurity that your parents have or whatever? Success. 100%. That's what we got to do. That's why it's got to happen. And also, then, when when your little girl is happy, right. it's a wrap. I used to tell my parents that there's no point in me being a doctor if I'm going to wake up every day. Me, my dad. Oh, man. I'm telling you. And I know a lot of people in the older generation, they kind of just went like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to have a family. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to stay with this person that I don't like. Yeah. But to keep the family intact. But your happiness has to come first. 100%. We have to get to this point where we're talking about happiness. Because what is the point of life? You wake up every day miserable. In their, exactly. Because in their minds, maybe being happy is having a lot of money. For some people it is. Not for me, but for some people it is. You would be surprised. Like me, man, me when I told my dad, when I started coaching, my dad was like, ah, you know, what Always. is that? What is that? Like, uh, but now, now I'm starting to coach. Now I'm starting to get a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, my dad's like, yeah. My dad hasn't gotten there yet. No, but it's the process. What you got to do is you got to stick to yourself. So stick around positivity. Like the people, the people that you're working with right now, if they believe that you could do it, those are people you got to keep hearing. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you like what I think the the, the 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 whole game, the whole game is. You're gonna hear people that are gonna give you compliments, and you're gonna hear people that give you that give you um, they're gonna give you criticism. They're gonna say, "Oh, you suck. You shouldn't do that." Whatever. No matter who those people are, you have to be comfortable with not hearing shit. Because with the, the compliments, you can get complacent. And you know what they say, the higher they are, you know, the higher they are, the, the higher they fall from, right? So you have to put yourself in that mindset. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a positivity thing. You have to keep believing. I thought, you know what, I was like, you know what, coaching maybe might not be my thing. And when the pandemic happened, I got out of the routine. And I started, because I was good at coaching, but I never thought I could make a career out of it, living in Montreal. I never thought. Really? Never thought. No. So right now, I kind of see myself as, I'm kind of hoping that I could inspire uh, the next coaches to take that leap that, yo, if you're good enough or, you know, you feel like you're, take that shot. And worst case scenario, if you don't like it, just go back. But, you know, I didn't want to live with the regret. I told myself, like, I'm right. a bit, that's the one. I couldn't go to sleep at night and be like... Can you imagine? Oh, I should have. I should have. No. Nah. So that's why for me, it was just like, yo, let me just try it. And then afterwards, you know, I came, like, I tried. I said, worst case, I'll come back. And And Lord behold, things are kind of... Things are going... Look at God, man. Listen, if there's one thing I'm sure about in my life... Uh-huh. Is this? I heard the word of God Himself say, "Man, I'll do for you." It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Nobody can tell me nothing. As soon as you believe, man, it's done. Nobody can tell me nothing. Mm. And I really don't even deserve to be here. Like I have no right to be here. I have no right to be the operating manager. No right. They could have hired anybody. Anybody. They hired you for a reason. So now you got an opportunity. You got to maximize that opportunity. Like, and it's so crazy 
straight for something, and then you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you just know you're blindly playing blindly. But when you see the little nuances and you see God is working, you need a vision. You can't even you can't stop. Nobody can tell you nothing. If God no. told me yes, who's gonna tell me no? Yo, you're telling me. Nobody's in this journey. This is the one journey I'm 100 sure. Yeah. 100%. Yo, me too, man. 100%. Nobody can tell me nothing. Nobody can tell me. I tell people. Yo, you're giving me goosebumps. Holy, just <laughs> the, the belief. That shit is so powerful. Right, and I'm not even like, I'm not even like a vocal person like that. I'm not even like. You're confident in yourself. You're confident in God. Right, I'm confident in God. That's what it is. Because anything else, like, I, 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 I wouldn't say I'm an insecure person. Like, I'm not, I'm not like overly confident. Uh -huh. This is the one thing I'm very uh -huh. sure. Like, nobody can tell me I'm not. It's a matter of time. Y'all gonna see me. It's okay, just wait. Well, so, in terms of practicality, mm -hmm. right? Um, the belief is the first part, but the practicality of you uh, deciding how are you going to get to where you want to go? What is it that you? What is it that you are doing? What so, kind of skills do you have that you feel is are your strength? And what kind? Of, I should be. I'm pretty good at these. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You have a podcast already? Hey, we just. We're, just I just started one. You're in the right path. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're on the right path. Yeah. So, what is what are some of the skills that you feel like you have to? What, first of all, you talk about your strengths. Mm -hmm. Now, what are some of the skills that you feel like you have to develop to get to where you go? And as a bonus, add some of the things that you have to do to get to where you go. That I have to. Yeah. That you feel okay. like you have to. Oh, that's gonna take me where I wanna go. Oh, it's already up. It's already planned out. So. Right now. I'm excited time. for this because I know you're going to be politi politically correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, this is what, this is my mindset right now, right? These are my strengths. Very good at, well, no. I'm good at it, but I'm still trying to get better. Very good at digital organization, right? And I feel like in basketball, that's a lot of people no. have that weakness. It's heading that way. So, that's my strength in basketball. Right? Digital organization is my strength. I'm in the process of building processes for North Holders that they've never had before. Like I'm talking about recruitment processes, um, scheduling processes, like even financial processes. That is my strength. I am I'm able to digitally organize very, very well. That's a strength that I can add to any team. The thing that I'm working on right now is now I'm very good at personal networking, right? So building my my network. But I'm very I'm I'm working on building my team right now. So like building a team under. So right okay. now in operation, okay, it's just me. Okay, it's me. So and you have ninja. so you have to build a team. I have to build a team. And you can build you can choose anybody, and as long as, as long as they fit you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I think We're I can help. It. I think I can help with this. I think I can help with this. Okay, Please so do. number one, so when you have the job, right? Yeah. You have your skills. Yeah. Okay. The number one mistake that a lot of leaders do mm -hmm. is that they think that they have to do everything. That's me. That's I know. And you know what's I know. Crazy? That's why I feel like I have to tell you this. I was I was talking to Elias Biosteel. Yeah. He was telling me the same thing. They think they have to do everything. Everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, like basketball has taught me so much. I know exactly what you're going through. As a leader, what happens is that you think you have to do everything. What you have to do is your flaws, not your flaws, but like the stuff you struggle with, hire somebody that's an expert at that. So I'll give you an example. I'm gonna use basketball. If I'm great at offense, I need to hire somebody that's great at defense. And here's the next key. Somebody that is not your friend. Good point. Somebody that's not your friend. Because friends compromise them. 100%. Your relationship, you don't want your relationship to get in, in the in the way. You could build a good relationship with somebody, but the friendship, like, don't like don't hire a family member or don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like you want everybody to, but it's hard. It's hard to work with family. It's very hard. It's hard. 
but I would say hire somebody that fills in those gaps behind you. Okay? And also, as a, as a leader, I don't know how comfortable you are, but what you have to be willing to do is like, if you are a leader, you're building leaders below you. Right. The machine has, to, the the machine has to roll itself. That's right? the hard So the only way you're going to recruit probably is the same way that coaches recruit players. You have to recruit people that way. You can't just be like, oh, I see you, you're hired. You got to get to know the person. Yeah. Right? It's recruiting. That's currently what I'm working on. Keep recruiting. That's like my biggest challenge right now. Because I'm going into men's. North Pole wants to expand. They want to expand. They want to expand in Canada. So east and west. And they want to expand south. We're trying to build them in Florida. That's where we're going. So I am challenged with building my team. And basically multiplying my team. So that I can have a team. I can train, not train, but like I can build another team that they can do what I do in another place and I can just duplicate it. And it's hard. It's so hard. That's my biggest thing. Yep. And finding the time to do it is so hard. Mm. But um, what am I going to do to get to the NBA? Right now, I'm, I'm doing operations, right? This is my season to build as much skills as I can as possible and build a recipe. I want to be able to leave more foods with like something. Like I want to build something before I leave, right? Uh, not only do I want to build a team, but I need to build like a foundation. So right now, like Marco Hoops is like, they've been running for 10 years, right? They haven't run, first of all, as big as they're running now. Like their replics have not run, been this big. And they don't have like, how do I explain? Like they don't have processes, like written down. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. I want to build an entire process, operations, basically right. operations manual, right. so that it can be multiplied. And after I do that, I'll have that under my belt. I can say I built a whole operation for a basketball. Yeah, so right. And I need to, I need to have something under my belt before I even go to the next level. That's a wrap. I'm thinking next level maybe CEO, maybe G League, and then NBA. It's a done deal. If God say yes, it's gonna happen. It's a wrap. Yeah. I think it's great, man. Yeah. Like lead as a leader, you want to build as many leaders. Yeah. So your process, the same way that you see how you're excited about this whole yeah. process and everything, you want to get people that are just as excited, but yes. you want them, you want them to be better than you. Yeah. It's tough to be. It's tough to be better than you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you can find somebody that that wants to get to the level that you, yeah. that's where you win. Yeah. Like that's why you'll hear a lot of a lot of coaches in basketball. They'll say, "I only hire people that want to be head coaches." Yeah. Like somebody who's just an assistant. Yes. A lot of times, like oh, just like ah, I just don't want an assistant. It's tough yeah. because they don't. They kind of like stay. I'm oh, cool. Ground level, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying like, hire somebody to be better than that wants to be better than. Like when they see you, they want to go for it. That's, it's, you know what? There's a lot of people that want to do this. It's not a lot of quality. And you know what the hardest part is? The hardest part is finding somebody that thinks the sacrifice I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. You say quality people. Quality depends. Because quality is very relative to what it is that you feel. That is true. That right? is true. Right? So for instance, you could see somebody who's, you could see somebody who let's say is stubborn, and for you, it kind of rubs you the wrong way. But when this person is put into pressure situations, that person is going to stick to their idea. You know what I'm saying? There's different ways to kind of like look at it. But let quality me is very quality. Go. Quality, quality for me means somebody who has a passion. Uh-huh. Somebody who has a goal, right? Not just like, like you said, not just somebody that wants to be an assistant coach. Like somebody that has a purpose yep. and is doing this for a purpose. Yep. Not just for like an internship, not just for something to like fill their pockets, like something that's purpose. And then something that understands the value of sacrifice. Well, that's that's the one right there. Yeah. Not everybody not that's everybody's doing Not everybody's doing the sacrifice. Yes. Like I've sacrificed my I've sacrificed a lot for basketball. When I was doing my internship, I was not working anywhere else. Actually I was working for somebody uh, but I was not getting paid. 
I was being finished. Yep, yep, you were giving your time. You were I giving your time. And I was, I was taking the trip. Because I live in Ramson, right? The place was, um, I think it was Hook It was in Toronto. So I took the train every morning to go. It was Monday to Friday. And then on the weekend, sometimes they would run games and I would do game coordinating. Like, I sacrificed. But I, I needed it. And, like, another thing, too, that keeps me going is nobody in my life wants this for me but me. Like, everybody wants me to be a doctor. Everybody wants me to be this. Be That's that. the most powerful one right there. Nobody in my life wants this for me. No yeah. one's going to tell me, go and get that internship. Go and, go and talk to this. Like, so what is it? So what is it? So what... What motivates you? Is it the fact that nobody wants it or that you want it or that you love it? Like, what is it? The thing that motivates me is, it's a couple things. Is I love it. I, like, this is a passion. And I, I haven't felt passion for anything else other than this. Another thing that motivates me is, my, when I picture my future, I want to do something that I love. And I know, like my dad says, I can do anything I want. I know that I can make this into something that that could pay me. Yeah. Right? Like, and basketball's not something that'll pay you guarantee, but I, I know myself. Right? Like, I know where this is going to take me. I know what I can do with it. It's really just the passion. The passion. It's the passion. And I, love, like, love, I haven't felt love. a fire for anything else. The love for something is a great motivator. It really is. Great, great, great motivator. There's love, and then a lot of times, like, there's pain, too. You know what I'm saying? Love and pain, two of the greatest motivators you could ever have. Love, yo, love, you will do anything for something, for someone, for whatever. For your parents, you love your parents, you're like, ah, oh, I'm gonna do it, you know? Oh, I love this thing, I'm gonna do yeah. it, you know? But then there's also pain, where it's like, what are my parents gonna think? Are they gonna be... Proud of me? Are they gonna be this? Are they gonna? So there's there's different ways that people get motivated. It's just so you just gotta find the right one. But when you know, you, you know. don't let nothing stop you. You know. When you know, it's just tunnel business. And it's hard for me to have tunnel vision for anything else. This is this? this is this is this is great. You're locked in. Locked in. I've been. Laser. I gotta get there. So when you wait, so when so we just finished the bio still game. So like when you're in the, in settings like that, that's like your your happy place. Like just oh, around. Oh, I leave here energized, like sparks. I'm like I can take on anything. It's amazing. It's it's actually amazing what happens to you when you do something you love. Yep. You get the goosebumps. Like yep. like you just like you feel different. Like you feel like you can do anything. Like just energized. I remember when I um. I was like, I felt like, I, like it's just a whole new person. Like I could do anything. Like it just gets you energized. Yeah. And I know the difference between working for something you love and like what that makes you, and working for something you don't love. Because I'm in two different worlds. Okay. So what? What is working for something you love? What does it make you feel? And working for something you don't love? What is it? Mean? I'm in two different Hit worlds. Hit me. Hit me. I'm in basketball and I'm in nursing. Yep. I always tell people, nursing is my plan B. No, not my plan B. I just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Nursing is what pays the passion, right? So it's not the passion at all. Like I said, it's what I hate people, right? But when I'm, I'm just a completely different person as a nurse. If you see me in the hospital setting, quiet. Your energy's down. Different. Yeah. I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Because when I'm in the hospital, like when I'm on the floor, I'm to myself, quiet, I do my work, the confidence is not there as much, you know, I play it safe, you know, I don't take, I don't, no I try risk. not to take the yeah. risk. Yo, like, if you, if you work at, if you work at 9, I'm walking in no, at 8.59, <laughs> as soon as it's Seriously. done, hey, I'm out. Ow! Like, don't go the extra mile, like, I'm here to do the Strict business. Strict minimum. I'm, I'm out of here. This is not the purpose. I'm, yeah. I'm, sometimes but, I'm on but, my night shift and I'm doing basketball work. Yep. It's yep. different. Oh man. Yep. That's what I did when I when I was right? in Montreal. I used to work overnights. Yeah. So right? yo, I used to coach. Yo, I used to coach for like. I had. You sh- I would get like maybe two thousand dollars for the whole year. 
really? For the whole year. For coaching. Yo. But you don't understand the sacrifice. Though. I had to. I had to work another job. Mm -hmm. I had to. Yo, work overnight. Plan. Bring my stuff ahead. Mm -hmm. Go shower at the gym and be That's ready. Impressive. The shower. It's the sacrifices. In the summertime. I worked at BBC, which was, they only played downtown Toronto. Like, they only played at the Manami and Putter Center. Sacrifice. Summertime. I wasn't going to school. Because when I, I went to Ryerson, so when I went to school, it was like, just I walk across here and I'm at work. But I still had to work summertime. Train on the weekend. Bus on the weekend. I used to do nursing shifts, come in my morning shift, my overnight shift, go straight to, like, but you understand. I know okay. the struggle. And I then know. people tell you, why are you doing this? Yo, You're I, not even getting paid. Yep, yep. Okay. I've, I've been Don't told. That. Yep, I've been told. Yep. And then I go to nurse. I go to like, I go to the hospital and I tell uh, the nurses like, like usually I'll be like, oh, like, sometimes when I'm doing work on the computer, they're like, oh, what is that? They're like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's my other job. And they'll be like, oh, what is it? Like, you work at another hospital? I'm like, no, it's basketball. They laugh it off. They don't yep, understand. Yep, yep. I've been, I've been in that they situation, laugh too. They laugh it off. They're I've like, oh, in... your little team? I've been in that okay. situation. Me, too. Oh, your little, yep. Yeah, yep. your little team. Yeah. Oh, your little, sometimes when they purposely mess it up. Oh, like, how's your football team? Like, yeah. It's basketball? <laughs> First of all, let's get a straight. Whoa, that's it's crazy. I, yeah. And it's going good, thank you for yeah. asking. But it's okay, I don't sweat it. It's okay, I know Yo, I, 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 I believe in you so much. It's, it's thank you. It's crazy. Thank you. It's crazy. I appreciate it. I believe in just, I the, just the way and the approach that you have about it. I believe in you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, God's willing. All glory to God's Yeah, not by my doing, by his doing. If it was up to me, wow, wow, where would I be? If I didn't get that work from this, like, I'd probably be miserable as just a mess. But it's all God. It's crazy. So what's your short-term goal? My short-term no. goal? Yeah, no. I'm thinking short-term goal, I'm thinking um, a year. Yeah. Between a year and five years. Is five years short-term? Or do you feel it's more long-term? Let's do a year. I feel like five is more long-term. Long-term? Okay, let's go. Let's go three years short-term. Let's do a year. I know it's a year. Okay. I don't like to think too far ahead because you never know where God's going to take you. I might say I want to be like in the Raptors G League in like a year and then he might already have me on the Raptors. Like I don't want to live myself, right? You never know where God's going to take you. So, in a year, I still want to be with North Coaches, right? And North Coaches, they are trying to expand. So in a year, like I said, I'm trying to build, like really leave hard with something. Because you've been doing this for 10 years. You're on the record now, so you're on the record. You're on the record. <laughs> I know, right? I gotta so we're come, gonna come through. So after, it's okay. in, it's one, in one year, we're running back part two. It's okay. Okay. Put me on the record. Okay. I got it. Okay. So in a year, I really want to build the operations of multiple groups. So that, so much so that it can be multiplied with different properties and it can be multiplied before it. What are we in right now? April? A year next year, I want to be building what I have here better, to, ten times better in Florida. Come on, we're going to see. It's on. It's on. It's on. In a year from now, we'll have to run it back. Hey, listen, like I said, man, I believe, I believe, I just think. It's hard to find people as passionate, willing to it make really the sacrifices. Is. It really is. So if you believe you're gonna do it, yeah. don't have that. That's the first step. You gotta believe. Wow. If I didn't believe, what would I like? I'd be on my ass Yo, right now. Trust me. <laughs> Belief is everything. Hundred percent. Anyway. Ooh wee. What's your goal? Ooh wee. I did enough talking. My jaws are hurting. Uh, <laughs> um. So for me, I want to. So for me, I want to be in the NBA, right? I want to be in the NBA, but I am aware that the NBA for me, like, it's the chase of being in the NBA. I like chasing. I like chasing. So a lot of people, when I say I want to be in the NBA, they're like, "Oh, when in two years?" I'm like, I'm thinking, like, what, 15, 20 years? You know what I'm saying? If it happens earlier, fine. But like, I'm okay with my for me chasing the NBA. 
for that lasting like 20, 25 years. 30. Really? I'm okay with that. That's hard. Because to me, it just means that I love this thing so much. Mm -hmm. That is hard. So for me, I think short term, I think within the next two years, I think I should be in a good... Um, good graces, right? Yeah, with good graces. I should be in... Um, I should be in like a, like a D1. I have a good D1. You got a plan. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I should be at a good D1. Like a... I'm going to... Okay, I, since you put yourself on the record, I'm going to put myself on the record. Where's the one I'm going to be a little more specific. Mm -hmm. I think I could see myself in the pack 12. Really? Yeah. Nothing going to stop you if you see it. Yo, I think I, I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. I can see myself being in the pack 12. If you see it, it's going to happen. Yeah. If you see it, you, you, know, you know what you got to do. You got to go after it. You already know. You had the same thing. Oh, boy. Here though. We can't go back. Can't go back. So there it is. We put it on the record. Pack 12. We put it on the record. In two years? Pack 12. April 2024, I can see you in the Pack 12. You see me in the Pack 12. If you don't see me in the Pack 12, you're going to see me somewhere even better. 100%. Okay. If you don't see me, let me, let me put mine down. Put, your, put yours down. Let me put mine down. Put yours down. What we two years? Two years. In two years, if you don't see me on a, the operations team on a professional basketball team, probably gonna be the NBA. Oh, and we shook on it. And we shook on it. We shook on it. Two years? In two years. Easy. Let's make it happen. Easy. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'm getting Let's make it happen. 100%. Thank you so much for sticking to the end of this video. If you really enjoyed this, please give us a five-star review or share it to somebody that you think might be able to benefit from this. And you know what? Let us know if there's somebody else that you want to hear about their experience, uh, their experiences, um, what they're doing now, jobs. Uh, fire away those questions. And I will gladly bring to you the content that you need. Again, Project 365, we're digging into everybody's process, but as we get to know as many people, we start to understand that the essence of our process is, though our goals are different, the process is always the same. So, till next week, it's your guy, Coach O, signing off. Catch you on the next one. Peace!